Welcome to the Platform Podcast. On this show, we're trying to educate you about the American college system. We're going to be having college coaches and student athletes joining us, talking about the experiences in America, and hopefully by the end of the show, you would have taken away some amazing information. Enjoy. Sweet. So I'm here with Gray Howard, assistant coach of the University of Central Arkansas. Gray and I kind of go way back to the University of Tulsa days where uh, we're on the 4x4 team together and uh, Gray was an 800 runner with namely his uh, PB of 148.46. So Gray's been the assistant coach at the University of Central Arkansas for the last two years now. So welcome, Gray. Hey, Bailey. Thanks, man. It's good to see you again. Yeah, yeah, good to catch up, good to catch up. So we just had like a few questions that we really wanted to ask you kind of about your program, what's uh, happening at the University of Central Arkansas. So if you just want to tell us like maybe what a typical day or week for you and maybe for an athlete looks like. Yeah, I love talking about this. It's usually kind of one of the main ways when I'm recruiting to give somebody a picture of what like a week in the life of an athlete would look like here. I feel like it gives them a picture of like, hey, not only running in school, but like what life feels yeah. like here. And so Definitely. it's probably not that different than what people do um, in New Zealand, but um, I'll just run kind of day by day. I'll try to be brief, but yeah, Monday, so we practice in the morning. So like for us, we get up at 6.30. It can be a little hot here. And so we try to beat the heat. So we're at, we're at the track or whatever you know, place we're practicing off campus. We have a cross country course um, or some little crushed gravel trail, stuff like that. So we'll meet out there at 6.30. Um, we'll do our run. Everyone goes home. They'll um, eat, go to class, um, take care of their studies. Then we'll usually meet back for either auxiliary, meaning like hurdle drills or form or wickets or something like that. Um, and then on Tuesdays, it's same thing, but then we'd come back. Hard days, hard, easy days, easy for us. And so if you have an effort like a tempo or a fart lick on a Tuesday, we'd come back and make sure that we do weights at 4 p.m. on Tuesdays, Fridays, um, oh, the workout God. days, so that we're not um, feeling like we need to lift heavy the day after a workout because then that recovery day wouldn't truly be recovery, in my opinion. Some programs do it differently, but that allows our Wednesday, Thursday recovery runs to be truly recovery. Come back, we do some core stuff. Friday again, workout. Saturday is our day off. NCAA has each team give one day a week off um, Mm -hmm. as part of their protocols. And so we chose to give ours on Saturday, kind of let that, let you have a sleep in so that you're not um, focusing on studying or getting yourself to class and you can truly rest. And then Sunday for us, we get up early and we do our long run. And that's, that's my favorite run of the week for us. Yeah. Yeah. You love that distance, don't you? I'm not, I'm not the biggest distance guy, but I recognize like the importance of plays in the cross country program. Um, and I've just seen the benefit, even in, even when I was running the 800, I'd kind of alternate weeks of nine miles hard, 10 miles moderate. And then the next week would be 11 miles easy. Um, and just like kind of building that base throughout my five years of competition by, you know, my fourth, fifth year, I was able to cover some much better between efforts just from putting in those miles um so yeah I, I see the value in it for everybody 800 to 10k for sure and that is that is one one thing that parents and athletes have um concerns about I'm glad to hear that you guys really do put an emphasis on having those rest days between 
between those like hard workouts because I know a lot of concerns revolve around that kind of idea of burnout and they've heard a lot of negative things through through schools um so tell me a little bit about like scheduling classes around track or is it the other way around do you kind of schedule track around classes yeah so we're fortunate here to have um athletic academic advisors and so there's one that will cover like tennis golf and cross country then there's one who just does football basketball those are big sports um and there's another that does some of the other sports like volleyball softball but for us we would meet with our guy um, and we would have everybody have a sit down with him um, once per semester to basically say, hey, these are when coaches were walking off practice for. So yep. like for us, yep. it's like I don't want anybody, if they can help it, to have pra- or class before 9 a.m. And then I would love for them to be out of class before four so they can make it to our sessions. And so we give those advisors um, kind of those parameters and then they help people by looking into their major the classes that they would need for the upcoming semester. And they try to fit their schedule between the hours of let's say nine or 10 AM to two, 3 PM. Um, so really we, tr- you know, we get first picks on classes here, uh, student athletes do, which is awesome. I think it's, it's so fortunate for us so that we um, kind of are able to meet all of the requirements that our sport has. Um, so yeah, we're, we're lucky in that way. A lot of other schools do that as well, but for sure, that helps us out. So those meetings are really important yeah, and just sure. being really upfront and proactive about scheduling. And so sometimes there's a lab in a very specific major, maybe if you're going into nursing or biology and there's like only one upper level lab of that section mm-hmm. that's offered, you know, we're going to work around that. And, you know, if I have to come out at 11 a.m. and time you um, for your intervals, I'll do it because that's my job. So yeah. It's really awesome to hear that you can like work around the schedules of the athletes and you can really be individualist in the regards of you're willing to come out at any time for any athlete if they have special requirements and things like that. It's amazing. Um, so more into kind of your program and your philosophy around coaching, what are some of the, what are some of the values? What, what are you really looking for um, out of your athletes? Yeah, uh, I like this question because um, it's easy to say, Man, we want to be fast, and there's a lot of different ways to get fast. Um, yep. You could train low mileage, high intensity all the time. You could train um, high volume, low intensity for for years, and ultimately, you're probably going to end up fit in both ways. But um, values that we hold true here, um, there's like a kind of a slogan that it's on our head coach's office. Um, I really like it a lot. I've latched onto it: family, growth, success. And so as a family, like we want to take care of each other on and off the track. And so I think it would be a shame if you came to college and you were with your teammates. And the only time you guys hung out was when you're just running laps together. Um, So all of pretty much all of our athletes live in apartments on campus together. And so that fosters a huge element of community. I know you and I had, yeah, we had something similar in college. I know um, how often we were hanging out um, and our friends and just like going from apartment to apartment, knocking on doors. Hey, what are you guys doing? I finished my sport for the night. Like you want to watch a movie or you want to go out to eat or this or that. Um, So we're all about building those bonds. I'm huge on team building stuff, exercises. Like we're going to go out to a ropes course soon and kind of do some trust building and and teamwork stuff. So I think that's exciting. We have that resource on campus. Um, So family, we want to be taking care of each other, accountability. Hey, if I'm going to the training room to do preventative work so that I don't have to do it as rehab, um, maybe taking those freshmen aside and saying, 
like, hey, I'm an upperclassman. I've been through the injury cycle. It kind of sucks. Why don't you come with me so we can kind of get ahead of this before it bites us in the butt? I'll bring you with me. Because some people come into university, I've, oh, I've never been injured. So like, why would yeah. I have to go to the training room? And so having that person kind of like be accountable for them. And so family growth, man, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the long-term growth. So like for me, I came into college at 156 in the 800, which is like, you know, it was good for my state, but my state was pretty small. There was a lot of states uh, around us, like Texas, which has, you know, 16, 17 million people. So my time wouldn't have even gotten me to stay in Texas. Yep. And so um, I had a very low tolerance for mileage. Um, I had little to no weight room experience. And so like that was introduced to me in intervals and over time. And so I'm a huge fan of the long-term growth. Um, mm -hmm. I think you can shove somebody on mileage or intensity really hardcore and get immediately quick results. Um, but the risk of injury and burnout is going to be massive. Um, it really, it really sounds like you're kind of putting in those progressive goals and you're like, not just the short term, but actually, you know, picturing and kind of surrounding steps to get to, to the higher goals and the longer term things, which is really yeah. awesome to hear. Yeah, because, I mean, I've seen too many, like, good people who are awesome in high school go somewhere, kind of get loaded up on mileage or just kind of, like, get caught up, like, I have to run with the front pack right now. Yeah. Um, and they weren't, like, holding themselves back or their coach wasn't holding them back. And they burn out and they just didn't produce, didn't get any better. And so my my idea is, like, man, I want you to be your, the best version of yourself when you're 22, 23. You've got years of experience. You're more mature. Yeah. You're wiser. Um, you probably value sleep and nutrition more. You've probably figured some things out. You've gotten a lot more races under your belt. So I want you to, I also want you to be in love with the sport, like when you leave. And so I don't want you to go so hard out of the gate that by the time you're 22 and you're done, you're like, and you're still in the prime of your athletic career. You're like I'm done with this sport. Like I'm, I've had enough. And so I've seen that happen to people. Um, and I think we've yeah, both seen it happen to a bunch of people. We've, we've, We've seen it. Um, it's, it's prevalent. And so, yeah, I want you to love the sport when you leave. And so I like to set tangible goals each year, like, okay, you come in as 18 flat 5k. Well, you know, we could set a time goal. Maybe that's what that person needs, or we could set more habitual goals like that. You know, if you're doing these things, the time is going to come when the right race comes when you're mentally ready. And so we could set, um, mentality goals. Um, we could set sleep, nutrition goals, weight room goals. Um, so it kind of, that's a huge thing for me too, is I'm a very individualistic coach. So like, I want to sit you down in my office. I want to get to know you. I yep. want to be as close to friends as we can be while maintaining the professional coach to athlete relationship, because I think the better I get to know you, the more I know how to coach you individually. So some people, they want to be like yelled at. They want get in their face, motivate them, whatever was, it takes. That was me. That was definitely yeah, I, was, I was that way too. I had a high school coach who just screamed and had hour long speeches and I loved it. Yep. And then some people just need that gentle, Hey, pull them aside before the race. Hey, what, where's your head at? Like, um, you know, you're going to do awesome. Like build them up, like give them very micro goals. Like, Hey, don't worry about, don't worry about your pace. Like worry about, you know, just latch onto this girl. You run with her at practice all the time, or um, let's just work on passing this many people per, you know, whatever split we set up. So individualism, I think that goes along with growth. Um, 
between I think, Dixon Athens. I think there's also, like, there's also some major points that um, Central Arkansas and you and your coaching kind of, you glossed over a little bit. A, the support, okay, the training room, okay, maybe yeah, talk, yeah. talk through because, okay. yeah, here you go to the physio individually like that's a whole different element i mean going to the gym and having the gym equipment having like a, a pt a personal trainer like actually there in addition to yourself um the academic um support that's there and then sometimes also um the nutritionist and mental side as well like okay, psychologist yeah, let's talk so, you're, yeah. hitting all, you're hitting my favorite stuff man yeah um i think i've taken a lot of the stuff for granted um I just, the more I talk to internationals, the more fired up they get about this stuff. Cause it's like, I have to drive this far to my physio and I got to do a whole nother separate appointment over here. And so it's like, you know, UCA central Arkansas, we have all this stuff within walking distance on campus. And most of it almost actually probably everything that you just listed would be free to you. Yep. Um, it's covered by tuition and fees. And so that's amazing. And let's say you get a, an athletic and academic scholarship, then your scholarship is covering the tuition and fees. So it's like, it's even more free. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, there's a ton of universities out there that have these resources, which is so cool about the NCAA, just the, the funding that's being pumped into athletics is in, it benefits the university as well. And so by bringing in like high level athletics, people are going to come to campus. They're going to donate, give back, come watch. Um, it's going to give alumni something to do. And so that's why they do it. But, um, here on campus, we've got two athletic training rooms that you can show up to. Um, it's always good to give someone a heads up when you're coming, but you can go in there and the, the resources they have in there, um, massage, um, what's that? Uh, the Normatech boots, the Normatech team, you've got. Um, Tim, yeah. Um, active release, uh, dry needling, uh, stretching, ice exercises, yep. bands, um, ice baths, heat tub. Yeah, so that's. That's, um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. But then uh, here we have free student athlete tutoring. And man, Ooh. I think when I came into college, I was like, I'm not going to need that. But if you think about it in the spring, if we're traveling every other weekend and you're going to miss that Friday class a bunch, because that's often the day of travel, Saturday being the day of competition. Yep. It's just nice to know that, hey, I can go for free to meet with somebody to catch up on the stuff that I missed and make sure that my note taking was sufficient and make sure that I'm studying the right material. Mm. And so, you know, that's awesome. It's free to student athletes here. Uh, the study hall resources, every freshman goes through that. It's an NCAA mandate, but honestly, the whole purpose is like teach you how to study, um, teach you how to kind of like compartmentalize work, fun, um, athletics, academics, and it gives you a place to do that and log it and like get out of the apartment. Cause I know for me, Yep. Um, I eventually learned how to study in my apartment, but early on, that was my place of rest. I yep. wanted to watch TV. I wanted to read. I wanted to sleep. And so um, having that study hall is awesome. We have an awesome weight room here. So like um, that would be just for athletics, you know, and general student population has their whole, you know, fitness Hyper center. Gym kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's sick. It's called the hyper. It's got every nice machine you can imagine. It's even got a little track upstairs. Um, it's got, all the bells and whistles, a, a pool. Um, so cross training, we do that a lot. Um, don't want to forget that. Cycling, um, you've got rowing machines, you've got all this cool stuff. But then like athletes specifically have just the weight room and an indoor football field that we can use to warm up. If it's 
you know, raining or cold or windy or super hot, you know, you can get the warm up, cool down stuff, uh, the hurdle drills, the plyometrics, all that stuff. We can do that inside and not have to get our warm up soaked or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's attached to the weight room. Um, we have a strength coach who here was actually a collegiate runner herself. And so cool. that's something that's super cool is that, you know, in my experience, most strength and conditioning coaches in America um, came from a football basketball background. Um, they still know the movements, they know the motions, they know the science, but here to be able to have a division one runner, being able to kind of cater movements towards running specific stuff. I mean, that has been a huge blessing to us and we're stoked to see like what that produces in her first year here. And we're so excited for her. And then attached to that is this like nutrition center. And it's, it's not as fancy as it sounds, but, um, protein bars, uh, supplements, uh, milk uh chocolate pretty much like anything milk. anyone would ever need for recovery exactly. and, yeah. yeah i my this is a gross combo but anytime i work out at university i go ahead and get a pickle to replenish my electrolyte salt kind of just salt deficiency because it is a little humid here so that's that's something to know but um to add to that i get a protein shake and so protein shake plus pickle weird combo but i feel refreshed afterwards and so you could get that literally every day here if you came into the weight room. And there so, you go. The secret sauce at Central Arkansas, right? Secret sauce. And then one cool thing that we have that I feel like a lot of schools would be jealous of is we have a nature trail on campus. And it you could probably get almost two miles without repeating any loop. Um, it's completely shaded. It was kind of uh, designed to preserve what Arkansas looked like before all the development. There's tall yep. grass prairies. I've seen like the biggest turtle I've ever seen in my life in there. And so... Mm -hmm. Um, that's just another cool thing that we have that is designed like really for biology, environmental science, like labs to go do field research and also just to give students on campus like a place to go for a beautiful walk. But we can use that for recovery run stuff. So um, am I missing anything from your experience? Like, no, you know, I think I think you covered it out. Well, another another thing that um, New Zealand athletes um, and abroad, because we do we do also um, have abroad athletes that we're working with. Um, they don't realize that track and field in America has two seasons. I mean, we're not talking about cross country, but maybe if you just want to talk us through both the indoor and the outdoor seasons, because I know a lot of athletes haven't really even seen, let alone like stepped on a track that's got a bank to it. So are, are there any indoor tracks in New Zealand? Nope, not one. Okay. I mean, so, we're, we're, we're lucky here. We've got four seasons in one day, yet like the seasons really don't change. So, yeah. So, yeah, indoor and outdoor. Um, from basically some, some meets are held in December. Those are really tune-ups and like you'd run an off event. So if I'm an 800 runner, maybe I'd hop in a 400 or in a mile just for fun. But the true season is like the start of, school in January like the new semester yeah you're done you're done by spring break which is like March 12th or so and so you pack in the indoor season you go maybe four or five races um there is a conference championship associated and a national championship so there's opportunities to go be all-american all-conference scoring for your team yep and that is even I mean, that we is had, just jumping in we did have a uh, um indoor indoor champion Geordie Beamish in the in the indoor mile a couple of years ago Pretty, as well. yeah. uh, yes. running on running on the banked banked uh 200 meter track so yeah what was crazy about him is that he I don't even think he had like technically broken four his conversion from like altitude would have indicated oh yeah you're like in 355 shape or whatever but then 
Um, he hadn't technically broken four, um, but then he goes out there and smashes all the people who did. Yeah, breaking four. breaking four is is a big deal. Oh, it's a big deal, and you see it a lot <laughs> in CAA, which is you know just to speak to the caliber. Yeah, but um, yeah, indoors quick, but. What I like about it is that it gives you an opportunity to run for your team. And so that's a huge thing that I guess I took for granted as well growing up in the American high school system where I have a high school team, a middle school team. Um, you know, we were always competing for team points. So I'm like, hey, if I need to jump on in the 800 to score and the 400, like I'll do that because I want us to win. Mm-hmm. And so I know you guys have the club system and you guys do have, you know, school championships and stuff. But um, with indoor and then immediately afterwards outdoor the championship being in may for conference and then june for national level um that just you know you get within the same semester of school you have two championships that you can put on your calendar and it's like hey guys hey we're gonna we're gonna all target this date we're all gonna peak at the same time and we're gonna run our best on that day yep. and if we stack up we're bringing home trophies and medals if not you know it's gonna fuel us for the next season yep. and then obviously we have cross country from in our fall semester. So that would be, honestly, there's meets, uh, our first meets tomorrow. And so um, pretty much. Do you have athletes that both run indoor, outdoor and cross country? That, that seems like a lot. Um, It does seem like a lot. It's probably more racing than, than most people are used to. Um, Of course we pick and choose our peak efforts. So some races we're going to be training through. It's like, Hey, this meets almost more like a workout. Um, We're going to work on, on pacing or we're going to run it more, uh, progressive, like we're going to get quicker throughout the race or we're going to work on pack running tactics. So that's what we're doing tomorrow. So no matter who you are, we're going to run together for two miles. And then if you feel good, you're going to go off and, and you're going to finish hard. Or if you're just going to maintain after two miles. Um, so there's lots of things you can do. Um, but yes, if you run cross country in America, nine point 99% of the time, you're going to run outdoor and indoor track because there's the 5k, 10k and the 3k and the steeplechase. Um, Lots of disciplines for a distance runner to excel at if you love cross. Yep. Yep. That's all. Awesome. So I know um, a, probably a concern would be like, do I ever get time off? And yes, you get time off. Um, every coach is different. But for us, like, let's say the indoor or sorry, the outdoor championship for conference finishes in May and you didn't qualify for regionals or nationals. I mean, those are elite and hard to make. Obviously, that's, you know, a huge goal for everyone is to try to be in that top 48 in the West, top 48 in the East event, then you can advance. Um, but let's say you don't advance past conference. What I would usually say is, you know, take two, three weeks, go home um, and just rest, ride your bike, longboard, play basketball, whatever you want to do. Um, you can do active recovery or you can straight up, you know, eat chips on the couch. Um, but then, you know, my whole thing is in the summer, as long as you come back to us generally fit, like, and that can be mostly through easy runs and effort-based workouts, like fart looks and progressions and tempos, hardly ever would prescribe an actual pace or an interval. Um, maybe some hill sprints, just um, some biometric work, weight room stuff. So for us, I don't care where you go in the summer, as long as you're getting your training in. And I would speak to you about that before. Hey, here's the expectation here's where I want you to be. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be in peak shape when you get back in the fall. That's, that's totally okay. Yeah. But we need you to have a baseline of fitness so that we can build upon that and, and, and go have a nice cross country championship in the last weekend of our. That's awesome to hear that you're still communicating, working with them, even during the off season. Um, I've got two, two more questions for you. 
Um, in terms of scholarship, which a lot of athletes kind of don't realize, but there is an opportunity to kind of mix and match. Uh, there's uh, academic um, scholarship available um, to those who have the grades and things like that. Do you want to just kind of talk us through um, that kind of area? Yeah, so yeah, the, there's a total blend of academic and athletic aid, which we are fortunate to have. Um, every school does it differently. So mm -hmm. private and public schools, they're going to have different avenues. Um, I'm always looking for athletes who are academically motivated. Um, that is something that I 100% look for. And everyone, whether you're from um, Kenya, Australia, or if you're from Arkansas, I want you to be a student. Because you're a student athlete coming here to get a degree. Um, whether your primary motivator of coming to America is to run or to, you know, get your degree, you're still going to walk out of here with a degree, most likely. Yeah, so um, basically, you know, whether you're from New Zealand, Kenya, Australia, uh, Arkansas, I want you to be a student first. Um, you're coming here to, to get a degree, whether your primary motivator was to run or not. Um, yep. And so while you're here, you might as well do it excellently. And so um, always looking for motivated students, uh, people with leadership stuff. Um, there's a lot of scholarships for that here. Um, there's scholarships for, um, we have one called the Global Citizenship Scholarship. And so you come here on, let's say you come here on athletic aid. Um, but then after a year, you've displayed great community service, which is there's so many clubs and opportunities to get involved here. It's like, it's, it's so easy. You just have to like look around. There's over 200 student organizations you can join here. And there's some schools with even more than that. It's, it's insane. There's just a lot of people with a lot of interests. It's very diverse. It's fun. Um, so the Global Citizenship Scholarship and, and others like it, like for any school, community involvement, and then high, you know, praise or letters of recommendation from professors, and then just like good grade point average. Um, any like kind of school involvement, like if you got involved with a research lab, or like I know I was involved with uh a psychology laboratory on campus um, and that was a really cool way to like shadow professors and kind of get to serve the department and get class credit for that so like the more involved you are on campus and of course you have to be cautious with this because you know you're treating running as a job yep. but I always yep. say pick one thing outside of running and academics to find because let's say you get injured you know obviously we never are hoping for that but let's say you're dealing with a, a recovery from a stress fracture, what are you going to fall back on? What, where's your energy going to go towards? Cause you can't rehab all day. Mm. So you know, making friends outside of your track team, um, it's a really cool opportunity to meet people. But um, yeah, there's scholarships associated with that kind of stuff, like community and class involvement. And, you know, some schools offer that on the front end. Um, and right now I think, the way we do things is after a year, you can apply for that. And then it can be applied to you for the next several years. And so, um, and yeah. Just, jump, so, just jumping in, that's that's where platform can help negotiate and navigate those kind of avenues with coaches and with the schools. Um, and that's definitely one of, one of our strengths as well. Um, just one more question for you, Gray, on right. kind of just your red flags for athletes. When you're looking into uh, recruiting and things like that, obviously Platform helps with um, all the recruiting process with um, kids and li liaison and all, all of that. But um, just kind of your red flags into what you're looking for in athletes and anything that would kind of sour um, a deal. Sure. I think... 
there's a few things and I haven't like, I don't have a list on this, but some things I've noticed that are red flags are, I guess if you're, if you're already peaked, maybe if you're overtrained and you really don't get that a lot with people competing kind of in the club system. I feel like you guys have done a really good job in New Zealand at progression over like throughout age groups and like handling a little bit more over time, but there definitely are people out there who have peaked in high school and they get there and you can just tell like, Oh man, Oh, in running specifically, like, man, in order to run those times, look how many miles they were running per week when there's somebody over here who is running, you know, half as much, but they're running the same times. In my opinion, I think that person has a lot more potential left and a lot more that can be drawn out of them and a lot more to get. And so that's something in the running world. Um, I would say something for athletes um, to, that is helpful for them to know is I think asking questions is amazing. So I, some people are afraid to ask questions or maybe think they're being burdensome. In my opinion, the more questions you ask, um, as long as you're not repeating the same ones or being like super, super micro analyzing every yeah, single yeah, yeah. thing. If you're, if you're asking questions, it shows interest. It shows initiative. Um, it, it proves like, Hey, I'm, you know, I could see myself at your school. So asking questions, not just about running and not trying to just lock down that scholarship amount right away, but like, Hey, like, what's your team? Like, what's the culture? Like, could I get to know any of them? Is there a way for us to maybe have a zoom or, um, I would love to, is there a virtual tour that I could take? Um, you know, yeah. What kind of things are there to do in specifically Conway, Arkansas, like getting to know just the person, like the coach, the team, the area and the school. It's like, that is somebody who I want to recruit because they're showing a lot of initiative desire. Um, and they know what they're walking into. So if somebody didn't ask any questions and then they showed up and it wasn't what they expected, it's, hard to have as much, uh, I guess, empathy just because, you know, they didn't really ask and get to know what they were stepping into. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I would say those two things are, are really important. Um, and then for me, just someone, if, if running was their whole life and that's all they cared about, talked about for me, that's a little bit of red flag. Cause in my experience, I got injured for two years in college and luckily I had great friends, a girlfriend who was not even associated with track. Um, we're married now, so that's awesome, but had hobbies and interests outside of that, that I could step into and take me away from kind of that rehab process that was, I was watching my friends run every single day and just comparing myself to them. And once I was able to step out of that, and honestly, this plays into the whole mental, um, wellness piece is that, oh yeah. And that's another resource we could talk about, but, um, we have, uh, student counselors here or their licensed therapists for students and it's free to you Mm -hmm. and so two of them were former collegiate athletes at the division one level so they know what you're walking through and I went and talked to somebody like that when I was dealing with anxiety of performance uh feeling pressure before races and and stuff like that and so I guess if running is your life or whatever sport is your life that's a bit of a red flag to me um just because what happens when it goes wrong because Maintenance injuries happen. Um, you can get really sick. Um, you're far from home. Things are going to change. Um, yeah. You just, you never know what you're going to walk into. And so, um, but yeah, I would just follow that up with like, use the resources on, on your campus and use all the different clubs and things you can get involved in to have a full bodied experience. Like if you're going to come to America, like experience the place you live. Don't just run there, experience it. And so um, 
yeah, feel free to reach out and talk to people. Yeah. Um, don't ever feel like you have to you know, bear that burden alone. So I didn't take that stuff to my coaches nearly as much as I should have. I was, you know, carrying their expectations that they weren't even saying, and I was believing them. And so I was able to go talk to a sports psychologist. And, and that honestly is where I saw my huge breakthrough. I was stuck at running 150 in the 800 for like over a year. And I was really upset because it was yeah. just like micro progression. It was progress, but it didn't feel like it. And finally, I was just like, man, I'm just going to enjoy running for what it is and like try to be grateful and like experience the friendships. And I just want to work hard for the satisfaction of working hard. Yeah. Boom. Instant PR. <laughs> Funny that. Eh? I know. So, Look, yeah. Great. It's been great talking to you. Thank you so much for sharing your kind of coaching philosophy, the ins and outs yeah. at Central Arkansas, uh, all the different things that athletes uh, can learn. Um, and hopefully we can, yeah, have a, have a great, uh, relationship and, um, maybe get some athletes on, on, on the, on the team, on the program. Um, hey man, I love Kiwis. Um, you're one of my good friends from college and I, I know you loved your experience and I would love to help other people enjoy their experience here too, whether it's at central Arkansas or just, man, I know so many good schools. There's so many, um, so many good schools out there, conferences that are just going to take good care of you. Um, and why not come see if you can compete against some of the best in the world at this age group from 18 to 22, 23, like you're not going to see this caliber at this like consistency. Um, and so, yeah, I'm all about bringing people over. It's enriched my experience to get to know international athletes like you and my good friend Rob from Ireland. So like you guys like helped make my college experience a lot more fun, just being a kid from Oklahoma. And so, um, yeah, you can reach me at Coach Gray at UCA. That's my Instagram. Uh, don't really do much Twitter. Don't really do much Facebook. You can email me at ghoward at uca.edu. And those are two ways that students reach out to me and that I'm pretty active on. Um, so yeah, dude, thanks for this opportunity. Thanks for letting me get to share a lot about my school. Again, there's a lot of awesome other schools out there. Um, but yeah, specifically, thanks for letting me kind of share my experience. Well, good. Okay. See you later. See you, Bailey.